Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the epistle of 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, and serves as the basis of our theme for All Saints Day observed, in blissful peace forever. It's been another hard day at the local factory. Costs were being cut, changes were being made, and memorandums were flying into inboxes, being posted on corkboards and taped to the card time machine. The level of frustration was rising on the line, and numerous workers were grumbling. With their lunch pails in hand, they headed to the dining room one day for their mandatory lunch break, and all the requisite gossip that goes along with it. Two workers sat together, previously unknown to each other. Just a couple of guys, enjoying their lunch, lovingly prepared by their wives. After a minute or two of munching on their meals, one comments to the other, Can you believe all the changes lately? His counterpart pauses for just a moment, as if considering the question, and then responds, Yeah. And I just happen to know that more are on the way. The first one leans in in a conspiring manner and whispers, This guy making all the changes. Do you know who he is? The second replies, Know him. I am him. And with a hearty laugh, the owner of the company introduced themselves and patiently explained how the changes were designed to strengthen the company and make room in the budget for raises for all the employees. We all know someone, and sometimes we are someone. Maybe I should explain. There are many people in the community or church or any other variety of organizations that often have to be this guy that gets the attention for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it is negative, like they are the incompetent one or they're the one who is unable to contribute in such a way that the project will be accomplished or the team will succeed. Sometimes they are simply immoral, or a liar, or a thief. And those in authority have to attend to them because they did not attend to their positions honestly. But other times, it's quite positive. They're a great teammate, and they can be counted on to do their job faithfully with little or no overt managing. Or they are the leader or owner whose management moves were nothing short of brilliant and their praises cannot be sung loud enough. But sometimes, the one getting attention is a mixed bag. Half of the people may be expressing discontent and the other half may be singing their praise. My favorite example of this was Truman Hurley, the senior pastor at Faith World Church in Leesburg, who once said, I make everyone happy all the time. 
some when I come in the door, and the rest when I walk out the door. For God the Father, it is just that kind of mixed bag in his creation today. Take Chick-fil-A, for example. Most people love it for good service, great ambiance, and above all, awesome food. But because the family owner and CEO, Dan Truitt, said, I pray God's mercy on our generation that has such a prideful, arrogant attitude to think that we have the audacity to define what marriage is about. The LGBTQ lobby, as well as the New Yorker and HuffPost, railed against him, calling for boycotts of Chick-fil-A. This hatred doesn't come because Dan tried to hurt them. No, this kind of hatred arises from the fact that a good life, when encountered, will always draw a comparison or judgment confronting the world with how far it has fallen short. We might put it this way as well. If you don't know the Eternal Father, you are living a life that constantly reminds you that you have indeed come up totally short when confronted with God's pure life. Romans 3, 22-23 says, The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No matter how we try, Apart from God, we cannot do enough to make ourselves righteous in and of ourselves. For those who are apart from God, it can be frustrating, intimidating, and infuriating to be in the presence of anything coming from God. This is why you see violence perpetrated against Christians all over the world. While we may not experience said persecution in Central Florida, I can assure you people are dying all over the world for believing in the one true God and nothing more than that. To know God is to love him. Love him because of the love he showed you by coming in the very person of Christ, willingly dying the very death intended for you, which you deserved, and he didn't deserve at all. That is the basis for our undying love for him always. And it's so sad. So many don't believe this. And sadder still, that by not believing it, makes it certain they will hate him instead. This is All Saints Day observed, and we remember the ones who have lost this year that indeed believed and without a doubt loved Jesus dearly. The Eternal Father is the very reason they knew they were his eternal children long before they entered their rest. And just as John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, comforted the church in his day in difficult times, God the Father comforts us with these same words in our difficult times. Difficulties 
like family division, sickness, cultural or generational disconnects, and any number of unpleasantries we are confronted with which the devil uses to great effect to distract us from our forgiving Father. And this hope we have in our present difficulties prepares us for more difficult days to come, difficult days that have vexed God's people in the past and can always come again. At the inspiration of John's epistle today, it may have indeed been the worst of times for God's people. The Roman emperor Domitian insisted on being referred to as Dominus et Deus, that is, Master and God. And he punished any act of disrespect, real or fancied, toward himself. This resulted in executions of Christians who were charged with atheism, ironically enough, because no Christian would ever refer to any man save Jesus Christ as Master and God. Now, we are certainly not in current fear for such persecution. But we should never count ourselves unworthy of similar strife happening, maybe even in our lifetimes. But even if that should happen, God still gives us hope that nothing the devil uses against us will ever succeed in defeating our Lord. No matter the present difficulties, sickness, family conflict, cultural and generational disconnect, and all other unpleasantries Satan uses to distract us from God simply can't impede the adoption he's given us. Because we know that on that final day, with all the saints and all the company of heaven, he will appear. And when we see him as he is, we too shall be like him, no longer as we were, but forever with him. And we can rejoice in any circumstance, no matter how great, because we are born of God and we are free to serve our Savior. He purified us. He made us holy. And he gave us the sure hope of life eternal so we can seek what is holy and right. In a moment, we will read the names of those beloved saints whose Seeking is now over, and the rest is in their Savior Jesus until he comes to take us all home. In the reading of their names, we will remember them. We remember them as the blessed dead who died in the Lord and henceforth rest from their labor. We will also remember them with thanksgiving as our beloved ones who went before us with the sign of faith, for they were redeemed by God just like we are today, but still wait, like we do, for that final day. Together, with them, we anticipate that greater day still when we will join with them in blissful peace forever. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.